Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Time in the week where we get up to date with all the technical headlines, and there are always so many of them. Time to talk tech, brought to you by Vacuum and Furnace and Duct Cleaning. Hello there, Adam Oldfield, our tech expert. Or are you an expert at Vacuum Vacuum. I am a, I'm both. I got a little bit of both, Alex. I mean, like, I'm full of skills and talents. I mean, come on. You know me. I mean, uh, I, I love the tech. I incorporate it in pretty much everything I do. But, yeah, I mean, I, I know everything from furnace and duct cleaning, bringing the technology, <laughs> all incorporated into one. I actually have to be honest with the listeners because uh, they don't know that we're quite close and uh, have known each other forever and ever and ever. Uh, but you are the go-to when something something screws up in my technical life, which is pretty much every day where, like, a scr- like hours of work will disappear. I'm like, Adam, just find it. Ah! And you're the guy that does that. <laughs> I'm your IT support on the side, yes. As a friend, yes. I've helped you yes, many, many times with lost documents and otherwise. Because I wouldn't help me. i got to be honest. I'm like, I don't know. My husband's like, why is he put up with you? I'm like, I have no idea. But he does. Anyway, let's talk about tech stuff. Okay. Let's talk about uh, sailing into the future. So how on earth is this? This is supposed to slash a cargo ship's fuel consumption by 20%. My dad was in the shipping business, and I remember gassing up. It took about 10, 13 hours, and it was expensive. Yeah, we're going back to the old school. What's interesting is yeah. old is new. And, uh, you know, interesting fact, I didn't realize that, you know, the oil that actually is used uh, or the fuel, diesel fuel that's used on cargo ships uh, is a unique blend that is actually mm-hmm. not necessarily very good. So every time a cargo ship spills or otherwise, <laughs> it becomes, yes, an, a, a massive environmental issue. Um, they're going well, it is, to- but you need your grain, right? You need your sugar and you need your salt. You need all these things. But go on. Yes. Go but on. Don't worry. Yeah. We're only burning the environment. Uh, well, what they're doing is saying, okay, there's obviously thousands, if not millions, of cruise ships uh, floating throughout the Atlantic Pacific, and they're going to the old. Now, I found this interesting a kite system. Now, back in the mm. 18s and 1700s, it was a sail, but they're calling it a kite. So, what happens is the cargo mm-hmm. ship will pull out a dock, and what it will do is, mm-hmm. as it's more or less, <laughs> it, it releases a massive kite. And the kite mm-hmm. floats in front of it. <laughs> okay, and, I can't. And pulls it along. Oh, God, I wish my dad were alive. Dear Dad, can you put a kite on your ship? He'd be like, what? Like, yeah, go through Superior with a kite on the back. I got to be honest. I would have to talk with someone in the industry like Paul Martin and go, can you put a kite on your ship and go through the Superior on a bad day? I don't know. Oh, is it? Like, are people flying on the back of it and taking pictures? Like, we could, like, you could sell off, uh, you know, little things where you can go up and kite surf. What do they call that when you go up and... Yeah, yeah, you know, you kite surfing. Oh, yeah, okay. that's right. Kite and it works. Yeah. And you, oh. It's pretty much the same thing. You're literally... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kite surfing for cargo ships. Now, let's be clear. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, <laughs> cruising at 70 knots with a kite at the front of it. It's slowing down because mm-hmm. it's more or less sailing. Uh, but it reduces the amount of actual consumption of fuel, and they're claiming that this is going to be a massive, uh, uh, if they all adopt it and bring it forth. Who's they? It's going to be a, they being the cargo industry, the shipping industry. Oh. They're just rolling it out now in some of the units to see, okay, you know what? If it normally takes a month to get there, it's now going to probably take three. But if, uh, 
the intention is that we're trying not so, to use... So, hold on a second. You can get one ship through the season? That would be awesome. Like, they don't go around in the winter. <laughs> I, gotta, I love this story. I didn't even... I, I gotta go look into this now. But I, I do like uh, that they're trying. Well, and the other side is it's so innovative that the actual yeah. Germany, the country Germany, is actually using it to now replace wind turbines. They're taking the blades of down, course. and the kite actually can generate. <laughs> it spins in a cigarette and generates electricity as well. Why don't they just I put mean, a windmill on the ship? Cargo ships. It, it can generate electricity. Okay. I was just saying, why not just put the windmill on the ship? I would try that. No, I, I, I will. I will. This is one of those. I will believe it when I see it because I, I, I'm not necessarily buying. I, I'm not saying that to you. I just, yeah, okay. I'll, 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 I'll put that one in my my head. I can ask around on that one. Um, bipedal robot uh, for warehousing and manufacturing. So this is a big, big issue in manufacturing. Certainly, certainly with the unions about being replaced by uh, robots. I think it's a matter of time for a lot of companies, but. Um, What's the bipedal robot? The bipedal Am robot. I right? is, that's a fancy term for a robot with legs. Let's just call it what it is, okay. bipedal. That's what they're okay. giving it as a fancy term, okay? Um, mm. But what, what's happening is obviously, <laughs> as you commented, we're seeing labor shortages. We're seeing people complaining about, uh, you know, injuries, work injuries. And so it's ro- It's called the Apollo. It's Aptronic is the name of the company. It's out of, out of the Texas. And this robot actually is in production. It can lift up to 55 kilograms. It's stands about five foot eight. And what's unique about this? It's not the only company that's doing this. Tes- uh, Tesla, the, the well, it was Tesla, but Elon Musk made the announcement. And he didn't use a robot. He used actually a human dressed like one. Um, but he started it. And there's a lot of startups coming out now. What's unique about this one though is that yes. Uh, these are robots are going to take over some of our warehousing and, 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 you know, jobs or otherwise. This product specifically is called Apollo. And it was originally designed with NASA with the intention to assist in colonizing projects on Mars and the moon. This is <laughs> a real thing. Is that they're going to yeah. land these robots. You and I will not be alive. Building walls <laughs> and other ones. Hold on a second. We've got a housing crisis on Earth. Can we just fix what's here instead of there? Like, I'm, I'm just, can we prioritize this? Because I just, I, honestly, it's all great that we want to go to Mars and build houses on Mars. I just would really like to build housing here. Well, that would be a great idea. But with the Greenbelt project, this could resolve that. They could keep the Greenbelt. We wow. could all set up a colonization somewhere off planet. So this, well, who's doing you know, the permitting on Mars? Could we get who on earth? How long does it take here in Toronto? God help us in Hamilton. Like, uh, you know, imagine how long it would take. What if we forgot your permit on earth? Oh, I gotta go back. I gotta get the permit. I forgot the drawings. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah, but imagine the inspections. I? I mean, let's <laughs> go there. I mean, we're talking regulations. That are, we thought earth regulations were bad. Wait till you get to the moon and Mars regulations. Yeah, do we have to worry about climate change up there? Uh, there's so many things that can go wrong. I, 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 I don't call me a skeptic, Adam, but. I'm not real sure about this building on other planets in my, in our anytime soon. Well, that's a future episode of Tech Talk. We'll get to that later on, Alex. God Almighty. Uh, do we have time for this next one? Yeah, i got two minutes. I'll let you walk us through this. There's a, a lot of demand for electricity in technology and AI. Well, I, I want to just bring this up to the point of concern <laughs> on my end, okay? Because okay. as a tech guy, like, huh? I, I don't care of, about this. I use a lot of electricity. <laughs> okay. But mm-hmm. let's be Data centers are using 3% of the total world's power. That's massive. With 40% Hold of the cooling the system. Say it again. Sorry? Say it again. Yeah, say that again. 3% of the world's power is being consumed by data centers. So Google, That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Facebook, 
uh, Amazon, uh, all of them, Apple, 3%. And so that yeah. doesn't even include AI. So, I mean, we're hearing about all this artificial intelligence and chat GPT. The biggest concern is that when they were training, when they first trained, this is about a year ago, when they were training, it was in a matter of, of I guess, their, their time of, of testing it. It was equivalent to 120 homes for a year when they were testing it over a month. So, uh, and this is an interesting story. You may not know this, Alex. When Facebook first came out in 2010. Chances are. <laughs> in 2010, this is, this is interesting. Their data center in Oregon actually created a, uh, a rainstorm in their data center because it got so hot and humid, um, it created its own uh, weather storm inside the data center. So just, so just charge them a climate tax. Never mind the um, never mind the uh, new digital tax the uh, Trudeau government's trying to come up with. They, they just, just charge them a climate change. Yeah. So this is the this is the big thing. I, and so my point is that with the AI is doubling every three and a half months, I think is what they're uh, they're stating. It's going to don't worry about cars and trucks and everything else in the world. AI and computer systems and data centers are going to be the biggest consumption of our electrical needs in the world. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about environmental changes, otherwise, every time you turn on your phone, every time you watch TV and, you know, of course, mm-hmm. charge your car. But the minute you use AI, it's going to be amplified to the fact that, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to be needing to factor that into the equation of how much energy is going to be needed to continue this AI operations. We are into round two of Tech Talk, brought to you by Vacuuman, Furnace and Duck Cleaning. we got Adam Oldfield here. And uh, news of pig transplant um, in the headlines. And not the first time that they've done one of these things, but I think the, the, the news part of this is that it, it was uh, in the human body for over a month. Wasn't the person brain. dead? Well, yeah, well, brain, brain dead. I mean, if we on life okay. support. And uh, I think what they were trying to do is uh, in this, you know, donated the science was that in July they they did the uh, the operation and tested it. And the fact of the matter was, it actually had no rejection or infection. Uh, I think it even actually was able to produce urine. Um, so this has been done with surgeons in New York University. And with that, the the key thing that I wanted to address why this is not only revolutionary and great. It means that it could address organ shortages. It could be uh, a you know genetic modification or otherwise. This was developed with AI in mind, using quantum systems, and they used a computer algorithm that was, you know, when you're talking about the body, it's a complex system. And a lot of times when you have an organ transplant, there's a lot of rejection. Your body will infect, it will try to, uh, you know, reject the, uh, the the implant or otherwise. So what the scientists did was they, they did a, a bunch of algorithms using a quantum system, identifying that, okay, blood types, DNA, uh, and using technology and what it's capable of doing was creating how it could be uh, transplant, taking a, an organ um, from a pig in this case, and being able to uh, identify that it would be a good match. So this is a big milestone for how technology and medical have come together and could save multiple lives in the near future. Yeah, assuming we have a healthcare system that you can get into. But yes, I take your point on that. Yeah, no, yeah. it was not done in Canada. Um, room temperature storage of ammonia, this would also be known as hydrogen, is a solution for cars. I, really? Yeah, so uh, why... This like, is haven't we heard very- this for like a million years? Like, isn't this been around for a while? 
Well, it's it's hydrogen. What we're talking about is okay. hydrogen. And the fact is, the Japanese market, particularly Toyota, is really, really, where everyone's on this electrical uh, gravy train of electric, 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 uh, you know, the, the Japanese auto manufacturers have been really been pushing the hydrogen model. And there's been concerns with hydrogen, if anyone has paid attention to the past and history of hydrogen's very dangerous. Um, the element is that they've now created a groundbreaking ability to store it which ammonia, a- a.k.a. hydrogen, which is going to be the fuel pertaining to uh, hydrogen-run operations, whether it's uh, a car, it could be mechanical, uh However, the hydrogen-based economy, if you will, um, of operations of mechanics, this is going to be why it's such a big announcement is the fact that there is an alternative now that could actually be safe and available as a fuel option that is clean, environmentally friendly, and we're not standing there going, we need more electricity. Meanwhile, we have a massive ability to be able to uh, look at hydrogen as as an engine alternative for the future. Don't let us spend all these billions on electric, uh, you know, companies, all that stuff, and then we're going to turn over to something else. All right, all right. Okay, like that's my worry. That well, this was always my concern when I found out we spent billions and billions on getting these electric company, you know, Mm -hmm. manufacturers. It's like, well, they're within two years they're going to come up with something new. You know that, right? And it's like we're going to be stuck with these factories, and it's. uh, You know that that is always a concern. All right, um, cleaning up space. uh, Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just worry again? I go, I know we have to because there's all these satellites and stuff flying around and big crashes, and we need that stuff. But it, like, where are we getting the money for this? Well, first of all, this is a private endeavor, and the in- intention. Oh, is that's that, good. Uh, I like that. It is. It's a private. It's a private. Ind- uh, Elon can uh, spend his money. SpaceX is an example. Elon Musk has been announced that mm-hmm. he's got. 13,000 satellites. There's going to be, uh, there's going to be over 100,000 satellites between all companies and NASA and all the countries' uh, space systems. Um, when they get into space, things happen, such as meteors. Yes, they exist and they will hit a bunch of, uh, space debris that's up in there. And when they do release into the lower atmosphere, it becomes space junk floating out in our system. Now, why that's a problem is that when it's floating, it also becomes dangerous for the sake of, you know, creating more waste. So we've got a serious space wasteland, and it's by human action that we have developed this. And it goes right back to the 70s as every, you know, rocket flies and it dislodges and and most of it obviously falls back to Earth, but some get caught in that uh, kind of upper orbit. And it just kind of floats around. So what's happening is the European Space Agency is now stepping up under a private investment, which is done by a lot of these uh, uh, SpaceX, as an example, private space satellite operations, and they're calling it Clear Space One. So the point, folks, is that by the year 2026, we're going to have space garbage men that are going to be going up with our <laughs> cosmic yeah. backyard, and they're going to be yeah. cleaning up all of the uh, minute, and these are small debris. We're talking like less than a mm. couple inches all the way up to a couple feet of, of space debris. And it, it and it's a serious issue. It will become a massive problem. And if you've ever saw, I think it was Disney yeah. or uh, WALL-E, I think it was WALL-E where there was yeah, a yeah, yeah. space garbage. It's very much becoming that. And, uh, and, and what's happening is in our orbital environment is now, they are now planning by the year 2026, we're going to need to have a space garbage, I'll call it simplified, space garbage truck to go out and scoop up all the garbage that's being left behind when we're launching satellites into the into space 
Boy, that's a big operation. That's a big operation. Uh, don't have a ton of time for this, but I think this is probably the scariest one you've got. It's AI camera systems for traffic law enforcement, and it catches it catches everything. Okay, that yeah. that that this one is a scary one. If you were scared about photo radar back when the '90s, uh, if you remember that time, and it was like that's not oh, nice, yeah. photo oh, yeah. radar. We still have it. Oh, we still have it. Yeah. Cornwall, well, if you're still fearing it, in Cornwall, England, they just released AI, an AI camera, and what it does on the major road is that in less, less than 72 hours, it, it's not looking for necessarily speeding. It's catching people, breaking laws in all different levels. So a thousand tickets were issued in a week, a thousand. And what it That's does crazy. is it detects things like you're not wearing your seatbelt, texting and driving, um, and, and it's identifying people that were, you know, hold the wheel for me while I kind of, you know, grab this burger and, and chew on <laughs> Anyway, it's using high-end AI to determine and define where and what, um, I, I want to say, uh, infractions you're using. So, uh, obviously, great success in catching everyone violating the laws. Um, I can only imagine what would happen in Canada if this was to come to, uh, come to light, Alex. Oh, my God, the government would love it. They'd be like, yeah, how much money that would generate? Do you know how many people it would catch? I mean, you could, this theoretically, even if you're sitting in traffic for 14 hours trying to get home, like you're trying to check your phone or whatever, which you're not supposed to do, but it'll catch you. I'm, I'm out of time, but that, that, is, uh, that is frightening. I hope I, I will be out of a car by that time. Okay, Adam, I'm, uh, I'm out of time. Well... Thanks for having me, Alex. I'm looking forward to joining you again. I'll keep you enlightened and entertained with all the latest texts, especially with kites that float cargo ships. I've got more of that coming down. Yeah, yeah, I'm not buying that one. But nonetheless, you know you'll talk to me. So uh, we'll talk again. Appreciate it. Thanks, Alex. That is a very energetic uh, Adam Oldfield. He's always energetic. Which is brought to you by Vacuum Man, furnace and duct cleaning.